What's up, everybody, and welcome back to a new episode of Beaten Sports Beatdown. If this is your first time joining us, I am your host, Kayla Beaton. And if you haven't listened to the first episode, go ahead and check that one out after you listen to this episode. And if you already listened to the first episode, welcome back, and I hope you enjoy the first episode. So with that being said, let's get into today's talk. All right, football fans, you ready for some playoff football? It starts this weekend. And I gotta say, playoff football is just so much fun to watch. No matter if your team's not in it, in the playoffs, it's just a lot of fun to watch. The competition level is high. The Super Bowl is at stake. It's fun to watch. So before we get into matchups this weekend, I want to apologize to all Cleveland Brown fans. I was wrong about your team. They played very well against the Steelers last week. And Baker Mayfield looked pretty good. He did. I was impressed by him. And now let's get into the playoffs. Because first off, they are facing the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Cleveland Browns, for those who don't know, have made the playoffs since 2002. And I like to root for an underdog. But I think the Steelers edged this one out. I think it's going to be a close game. But I do think the Steelers edged this one out because they want some redemption. They, they want revenge on the Cleveland Browns because they did lose to them last week. This will be good for Baker Mayfield to get some playoff experience. Even if they lose, it's going to be good for him to know what that playoff atmosphere is like. And hopefully for next season, he'll carry this momentum that him and the team have, and maybe they'll place place uh, even better in a higher seat. Who knows? So I do think the Steelers win this game. Next up, we have the Indianapolis Colts and the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are going to win this by a big margin. The Bills are really good this year. They got a really good quarterback in Josh Allen as an MVP candidate. I just don't think the Colts are that good right now to face off against the Bills. As much as I love Philip or Philip Rivers, I love his personality. I think he's a good good dude and a good quarterback. I just don't think his team is there just yet. And next we have the Baltimore Ravens versus the Tennessee Titans. And whoever wins this game faces off against the Kansas City Chiefs next weekend. So whoever wins this game has a really, really tall task against a really, really good team. So I think the Tennessee Titans edged this one out. I don't think the Ravens are as good as they were last year, but I do think the Tennessee Titans will edge it out. It's going to be a close game no matter what, I think. So the Tennessee Titans will move on and face the Kansas City Chiefs. Next up in the NFC, we have the Los Angeles Rams versus the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks are going to win this game. I think the Seahawks want to prove that they're still the best team in the NFC West. And they have some extra motivation, I think. They want to prove people wrong. They want to prove that they are still the best team in the NFC West. So... I think they're going to win this by a good margin. 
Hopefully Jared Goff is back. You know, he had that surgery on his thumb. We'll see what happens. The Seattle Seahawks will be moving on to the divisional round. Next up, the Chicago Bears versus the New Orleans Saints. The Saints are going to win this by a big margin. Here's the thing with Mitchell Trubinsky. He has his highs and he has his lows. He's very inconsistent with his play at times, especially this season. I mean, he was benched for Nick Foles a couple of times. And Nick Foles didn't perform up to par like he did with the Eagles a couple years ago. And this could be Drew Brees' last season. From reports, what I've been reading and listening to, people believe that this is Drew Brees' last season. And I really think he wants to go out with a bang. And I hope he does. I think ending to a great career will be amazing. Next up, Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Washington football team. And whoever wins that game will face off against the Green Bay Packers. Listen, the NFC East was the worst division in all of football. And as much as I love Alex Smith and I congratulate him on coming back from that gruesome injury and doing really well, and no doubt he's going to get comeback player of the year, I just don't think this team is good enough to face off against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. And don't ever count out Tom Brady. Don't ever count him out because he'll come back and beat you. Tom Brady's offense on that Tampa Bay team is loaded. They have Mike Evans, Rob Gronkowski, and even Antonio Brown. And Tom Brady, being the six-time champ he is, is going to play his butt off. That's going to be a good that's going to be a really good game. If the Tampa Bay Buccaneers win and they move on and face off against the Green Bay Packers, that game is going to be spectacular to watch. Two Hall of Famers battling out. Oh my gosh. So much fun to watch. And oh this is going to be a lot of fun to watch. I can't wait for that matchup to happen because I do know the Buccaneers will win. I just don't think the Washington team is that good enough. So we'll see what happens with the playoffs. Maybe my predictions will be right. Maybe I'll be wrong. I don't know. But I think I'm going to be pretty spot on with my picks. The only thing that I'm close on my predictions might be wrong on the Cleveland game and the Steelers and also the Baltimore and the Tennessee game. Not 100% sure, like in the NFC. Those two games are going to be very close. And my predictions could be wrong. But we'll see. That's what sports is about. You get some right and you get some wrong. It is what it is. All right, moving on to some NBA action. Stephen Curry has been a human light torch his past two games. Against the Portland Trailblazers on the third, he dropped 62 points and was 8 for 16 from three-point range. And then 24 hours later, he dropped 30 points against the Sacramento Kings and was passing out some assists also with nine rebounds against the Kings. He scored 92 points in 24 hours. That dude is insane. 
And he's heard the talk from Channing Fry and even some Damian Lillard. He's been talking smack about Steph. And I think he just had enough with it. He's like, don't forget, I'm a two-time MVP and a three-time champ. And oh, by the way, one of those MVPs was the first and right now only unanimous MVP selection in NBA history. Let's not forget that, people. Steph has changed the game for the better. It's not all about flashy dunks anymore. Not on. Those are so cool. But no, it's all about shooting long distance from three. And Steph is going to pass Ray Allen as the leading three-point scorer in NBA history. It's just a matter of when. He'll get there maybe in a season or two, but he's going to get there. Steph is still in his prime. He's only like 33 years old. He's not that old compared to LeBron. LeBron's, what, 37, 38? He's getting up there in age and... Steph is still in his prime. And I think when Steph and Clay are back together, big things are going to happen for the Warriors next season. And I was so sad hearing about the news of Clay Thompson. He was going to be back, coming back from his ACL that he hurt in the finals two years ago. And then he hurts his Achilles. Oh, what a killer. My heart just breaks for him because all he wants to do is ball out with his Splash Brother. That's all he wants. And go to battle with his team and try to win another championship. Let's not count out the Warriors next year. This season is going to be rough. I'm not expecting big things from the Warriors this year. They have a lot of young guys. Draymond and Steph are the two big veterans on the team. And I think Steph is going to show his leader, leadership skills this season. But next season, watch out. Because the Warriors are going to be back, I think. Because we'll have Clay, Draymond, and who knows what's going to happen in free agency. And James Wiseman, that 19-year-old rookie, has been killing it this season. I think if he just builds some muscle, he's going to be really good. Now James Harden, on the other hand, who knows what's going on with him? He wants to trade, but I haven't heard much movement on trades with James Harden. Will he get out of Houston this season is a big question. I kind of hope he stays in Houston and just tries it out with Boogie Cousins. And tries it with John Wall. Who knows what can happen. But if he doesn't get traded. During the season. I think it's going to be a long off season again. For the Houston Rockets. I think the Houston Rockets are just going downhill. For so long. They've been trying to chase the Warriors. And figure out how to beat the Warriors. They should just focus on their own team and not worry about the Warriors, the Lakers, and all these other big powerhouse teams in the Western Conference. They should just be worrying about them. I think it's going to be a long season for Houston. 
mostly because of James Harden. I think he's going to make it difficult over there in Houston, especially with a new head coach. I think he's going to make his life kind of miserable, but he's going to put the effort. But let's not forget this man showed up to training camp late because he was out partying at a birthday party with no mask and just not taking the right protocols protocols that the NBA has wanted. And I gotta say, I've been impressed with the Brooklyn Nets. We all knew KD was gonna come back and look good. And I gotta say, he's looking really good. Especially coming back from an Achilles injury. And I think Clay is just gonna look at KD for some inspiration. And maybe Clay will work out with KD in this next offseason to try to help him get back from this Achilles injury. And if KD can come back as the same player or even better, that's going to show Clay that it is possible coming back even better from this injury. There are a few other teams that I'm surprised are doing so well. The 76ers are at the top of the Eastern Conference right now at 6-1, who would have thought. Um, basically, the whole Eastern Conference has kind of surprised me. The Pacers are in, at the third spot right now. Orlando at the second spot. Boston expected them to be top five. But the New York Knicks and the Cleveland Cavaliers have kind of surprised me. The Knicks are 4-3 and same with the Cleveland Cavaliers. I'm surprised that they're doing so well right now. I mean, I think no one has expected, especially the Knicks doing so well right now. They're in the fifth spot. Just who would have thought? Same with the Cavaliers. I don't know how long they're going to stay in the top eight spots. I think it'll, take, it'll be a matter of time before Miami moves up, Brooklyn, maybe Chicago... Toronto is a little bit surprising how low they are. They're 1-5 on the season. That surprised me a little bit. It doesn't surprise me that Charlotte and Detroit are at the bottom. Charlotte's 2-5, Detroit's 1-6. Doesn't surprise me that's where they are in the season. Moving on to the Western Conference, I am very surprised to see the Phoenix Suns in the two spot right now at five and two, tied with the Lakers or with the Clippers at five and two also. I don't think anyone expected the Phoenix Suns to look this good right now. Cause they just struggled in the past. Um Memphis OKC expected them to be at the bottom of the Western Conference, not even in the top eight. They're in the lower half. Portland's doing pretty well this season. New Orleans, kind of surprising me. They're in the fifth spot. The Warriors are doing well right now. Right now, they're in the sixth spot. Don't know how long that's going to last because once, once the Warriors face better teams, I think they're going to go down a little bit, like facing the Lakers and the Clippers. Um, Utah, 
I didn't expect them to be in fourth spot. I expected them to be more in the seventh or eighth seed right now. It's still very early in the season, and there's still a lot of basketball to be played. So anything can happen. Some of these bottom teams, in both in the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference, could make a comeback, except I don't think Detroit has a good enough team right now to push to the eighth seed and same with Oklahoma City but anything can happen in the NBA season really anything can happen well this baseball offseason has been pretty boring other than the San Diego Padres absolutely doing work other teams haven't been doing a lot I love the baseball offseason. I look forward to it every time the World Series ends. I look forward to beginning of December through till spring training starts, basically. I'm bored, Major League Baseball. Someone do something. This is what I live for is offseason rumors Trades, free agent signings, all that good stuff. And nothing's really happening. Again, besides the San Diego Padres. They're not waiting around. They're getting work done. Credit to them. Other teams, pick up the slack. I need some excitement and entertainment right now in baseball and free agency the offseason gives it to me. I do think the free agent market is slow this year compared to other years. That's probably why it's slow. But do something, people. Come on. I hope it's not a situation where we're not finding out until spring training like a Bryce Harper situation where he waited till the basically very last minute to sign with the team. That was just painful. And I just hated the waiting game. Trevor Bauer, George Springer, DJ LeMahieu. The three big free agents I want to see do something. Haven't done anything. Here's the thing with Trevor Bauer. He's a good pitcher. He did win the NLCI Young Award. I don't think he's worth $200 million. I just don't. I don't think he's worth that much money. Maybe $100 million, Maybe $150. Not $200 and something million. No. I would like to see the Angels go after Trevor Bauer. Because the Angels need some starting pitching. Angels need also to add more pieces to that puzzle. Mike Trout needs help. Mike Trout's only 29. He'll be 30 in August. He has a lot of years left. Please, Anaheim Angels, do not waste these prime years of Mike Trout. He is 
one of, if not the best player in Major League Baseball right now. He's won the MVPs, he's won the Silver Sluggers. All he needs is a World Series ring. And for all the baseball fans, maybe except the Dodgers, help Mike Trout win a World Series ring. He deserves it so much. He seems like a loyal guy. If he, the next five years doesn't work out in Anaheim and he doesn't win a ring in the next five, six years, I can see him jumping ship and try to join forces with another team so he can at least win one World Series ring. He deserves it. He just needs to add that World Series ring to solidify his Hall of Fame career, I think. George Springer. Get out of Houston. Just leave. Go to a fresh start with another team, unless you want to be called a cheater for the rest of your career. Hello, garbage cans, bang, bang. Leave Houston. Start fresh. I don't know where that fresh start's going to happen. But whatever you do, George Springer, leave Houston. I think it'll be the best move for him in his career. DJ LeMayhew. I think he's going to resign with the Yankees, and the Yankees will be very, very dumb if they don't at least make a really solid push to get DJ LeMayhew back. He is very good at what he does. And him with Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Judge is domination. The Yankees are just missing a few pieces, and they are a very good contending team in the American League. Aaron Judge is a beast. That guy is huge, and he can hit that ball high and far. Three years ago, I was going to a Yankee game. And the day before the game, breaking news, Aaron Judge is out for at least a month. I'm like, are you kidding me? I was dying to see this guy at Yankee Stadium hit bombs. He puts on a show. He is so much fun to watch. I don't care if you're not a Yankee fan. You got to respect what he does. And he can hit that ball very well. Hitting a baseball is one of the hardest things to do in all sports. And Aaron Judge does it very, very well. The Oakland A's. I'm surprised the A's haven't been doing more this offseason. They're a very good team. And I for sure thought last season they were going to the World Series. They got Matt Chapman, Matt Olson. Gold Glove winners and can hit that ball very well. Like many teams, they are missing a few pieces. They just can't get over that ALDS hump. I don't know what it is, but they just can't do it. It's like the Washington Nationals a couple years ago when Bryce Harper was on the team. The Nationals, for, for every reason, they could not get over that NLDS hump. With Bryce Harper. And you know what? That season he left, the Nationals go on and win the World Series. 
Maybe a star player needs to leave the A's and then they'll win the World Series. I don't know. But the A's need some help. I would love to see the A's go the distance this year. They have a very good team. They are just missing some pieces and I hope Marcus Simeon doesn't leave. He's very good at what he does. And he's a key role in that A's lineup. Come on, A's. Just do something to help your team a little bit. Your guys are very close to that World Series. And I hope you guys get there. I would love... It's a long shot, obviously. I would love to see another Battle of the Bay World Series. These are good. The Giants, eh, not that good compared to the A's. It's a long shot, but I think another Battle of the Bay World Series will just be so much fun. Will we see that another time? I don't know. They, the Giants just got to get better. That World Series will be so much fun. What I love now with the Battle of the Bay is during the regular season, there's a trophy at stake. And it just adds some more competitiveness as if it wasn't already competitive enough because the Battle of the Bay is one of the best series to watch. It just adds some extra competitiveness. And if there's a trophy involved, you're really going to want to win. Everybody wants a trophy. It's, sadly, the Giants have never won that trophy. And hopefully this year will be the Giants' year to win that trophy. All right, everyone, that's all I got for you today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. This is my second episode, so I'm still improving and still figuring things out. And, you know, maybe by the time I film the third episode, we'll find out where Trevor Bauer's gonna go. Same with DJ LeMayhew and George Springer. It is the MLB offseason. A lot of things can happen between now and then. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Beatons underscore sports underscore beat underscore down. And also don't forget to follow me on Spotify and to be alerted when a new episode has dropped. All right, everybody, that's all I got for you. And let's just be happy that sports are officially back and running full steam ahead. All right, everybody, see ya.